Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Thomas, and I'm joined by Wales Online rugby correspondent Ben James. But we've also got a special guest this morning, Wallabies legend David Campesi. David, how are you? All of it, Arca. That pretty much sums up the mood, I suppose. Jeez, <laughs> uh, I tell you, it's, it was bad enough Italy beat us last year um, for the first time ever. Um, and now, obviously, uh, the game a couple of days ago, like, I actually, like, I got up at, you know, uh, quarter to two in the morning to watch it live. Um, and, uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't uh, a great spectacle, unfortunately. So what, what did you actually make of the game? I mean, we all knew the Fiji were going to be dangerous. You only had to look at their team sheet and the fact they got the Drua playing in Super Rugby, which, you know, yeah. they, they've never had a fully professional team before. Was, was this really an upset, David? considering the quality of play Fiji had and Australia's form going into it? Yeah, look, I think it just shows that, um, I think if you look at previous World Cups, I think it was 2007 uh, in France, I think uh, the Fiji team had a couple of uh, provincial games in England leading into the World Cup, you know. Um, they've come a long way since and now obviously playing in the Super Rugby competition, you can see that they've improved a lot. They, they used to be a 60-minute team, now mm. they can... You know, you know, that extra 20 minutes. But um, I, I just noticed the enthusiasm. You know, they actually have self-belief. Um, and, you know, you could just see that they they wanted to, they wanted it more. You know, I mean, I know as a professional era, it's a strange thing to say. But if you look at the Wallabies, you know, even the, the reserves that came on, I was looking at their faces. They're going, well, dear, what are we doing here? You know, instead of coming on to be an impact player, you've got to add something different to the game. Um, and it just they just didn't have that spark that uh, you'd, you'd expect from a Wallaby team. So what, why do you think that is? Is that purely down to the coaches, or or has this been a you know a, a long sort of um, you know uh, has this been a long term thing? Because if you look at Super Rugby level, the Australian teams haven't performed as well as they have in the past. Is it is it a deep rooted problem, or is it purely a, you know a tactical problem which can be solved? Look, I think it's very difficult. You know, Eddie Jones has got a tough job. Um, most countries have had a coach for the last three or four years. Um, I suppose Gatlin's the same. He's come in a bit late. Um, but he knows a lot of the players and he picked a lot of uh, players who have been there, done that. Eddie came in. He left a lot of experience behind. Um, and if you look at the Wallaby team, there was no real leadership. Uh, there was They were just playing. And mm. that last four or five minutes, uh, the Fijians looked very tired and we just kept on kicking the ball away. It was like that a kicking competition to give them a rest, mm. you know. And I, I think that, you know, over the last 20 years, we, we've had a bit of a problem um, in Australia, um, you know, and I think a lot of the, the problems have off the field, not on the field. Um, and I think, obviously, the selection of coaches uh, at provincial level as well, and there's too much rugby league influence in our game. Um, mm. And it's about defence. If you look at it, it's about a defensive rugby league, you know. Um, I don't understand when I was playing. I know it was a long time ago and it was black and white, obviously, TV. But, you know, when you when uh, my job was to mark uh, Yane Evans, mm. you know, the outside centre was marked by Jason Little, I would never fly off the wing to try and stop the pass to let Yane score a try because that would make me look bad. But once rugby league came involved, they do this now where the guy, if you can try and cut off the pass, um, which is great, but then you give the fastest world winger in the world a straight, a straight line to the try line. So, 
I don't understand that. It's again, it's professional. You know, are we really professional? There's a lot of um, debate about that as well. When these guys have got all the technology, um, I, I really enjoyed the Fijian coach uh, during that match. He sat there, mm. had the same look in his face for 80 minutes. Um, he lets the players play. Um, and, you know, when you've got these coaches got mic'd up, that's tell the guy to run on and talk to somebody. These guys are professional. They're getting paid big bucks. Why do you got to tell them to run on and tell them what to do? Yeah. I just find that very strange. If we are professional, we shouldn't be doing that. These guys should understand the game. But, again, it's that's my opinion. Um, you know, I think we played the great era where we had a lot of leadership. We had a lot of players. We understood the game. We understood the game plan. If things weren't working, we could change it. These guys can't change the game plan. It's what you see is what you get for 80 minutes, which is very sad. Is, yeah. is that a result of, David, the, the, just the, the lack of experience in this Wallabies team? I mean, someone like Carter Gordon, you know, only a handful of caps under his, his belt. He's, yeah. he's gone in as the only sort of specialist fly half. I don't know, Ben Donaldson might start no. next well, weekend. Sorry, but Ben Donaldson, is a, he's a specialist fly half. He yeah. He, he's a very good player. Um, he comes from my old club, Randwick, uh, where a lot of the Wallabies, the Ellers, are from. And he's very, very good. It's just that the coaches don't want to play him there. <laughs> you know, he's got to leave New South Wales now to go to the Western Force because the New South Wales coach doesn't like him. And he was cumbent number 10 for Australia. See what our problem is. Coaches come in and they want to do what they want to do. They're not successful and they still have a job. I don't understand all this. As a player, you play bad, you get dropped. As a coach, you can fail and you still get a job. <laughs> I don't know how that works. But, but with someone like Carter Gordon, obviously it was a tough afternoon for him, and I think you know the, the Wallabies looked quite shapeless, and he sort of he was I think he was pulled off after fifty minutes. H- how damaging could that be? You know, this is such a young group of Australian players, and you know Ed, Eddie's almost sort of sending them you know in, into the uh, into the Lions den a bit here. Yeah, look, oh, I think that's that's what he did when he when he uh, arrived back. He picked a um, uh, a team, and like he didn't have Craig McDermott, he didn't have three or four players. And I knew what Eddie was doing. Eddie wanted to see their reaction because they didn't get picked. He wanted to see if they went out there and got better because they wanted to prove something. And I think that's how Eddie does. Eddie's one of those guys. You know, he played a very successful club at Randwick where I was. Michael Checker played there. The Ellis played there, um, and. I think that's what he does. He wants to see how the reaction is to these guys if they're not performing. Are they going to lift their game? Abe McDermott it's got better and better. Um, so, yeah, look, it's very difficult um, for the way I look at the game is, to me, you go to a World Cup, one player's not going to win a World Cup for you. It's a team. You know, you've got to have a team around you. Uh, you've got to have the combinations like uh, Carter Gordon's played, what, three or four test matches. Um, Karevi's played two test matches with him. Uh, we've got Jordan Bataille's played two test matches. So they don't know each other. You know, if you look at uh, the All Blacks, you know, they've got players who have been there together a while. You look at South Africa and look at England, the major and the Welsh, you know, the players have got to understand, um, is he going to step right? Is he going to step left? Or is, I think he's going to have a run here. Let me anticipate but that's the knowledge you get after playing with each other all the time. And, you know, if you look at the World Cup 91 Wallabies, we had nine players in that team who were in the world's best 15 that year. I mean, they were all world-class players. There wasn't one. There was nine. So 
that's what happens when the pressure's on. And I, I think it, we demonstrated that against Islands. Three minutes ago, we did the same move we saw earlier. And then Mike Valiner, like great number 10, followed, scored in the corner. It wasn't a fluke. That's what he always does. That's what, that's how we play. So you go yeah. to your strength. Um, I don't know what the Wallaby strengths are because, you know, at the end there, we needed to score a try, but we kept on kicking the ball away. You you can't win a game of rugby if you haven't got the rugby ball. Yeah, and the biggest the biggest irony with that is I think if they'd have played that game from the start, they might have actually done better. If they, if they did maybe more of a yeah, kicking game, and, you know, the line-out was going well. They might have, if yeah. they'd have played that sort of game, but they, they did it when they were chasing yeah. chasing a try. But I think also it's it's you know the other thing is you only play as well as the opposition lets you play. You know if 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 that was the old Fiji after sixty minutes the Wallabies would have run away. But this time they went eighty minutes, and it was the Wallabies who didn't react. You know um, even even Fiji kept on throwing the ball to the back and they kept on losing it. Throw it to number two and win it. You know so they're still um, learning as well. So it's it's one of those. Teams where these players will get better, but I don't think, you know, over the last 20 years, and I've said this many times, over the last 20 years, we haven't got the coaches play the style of rugby that we used to play. You know, we 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 went um, to Robbie Deans, it didn't work. Uh, went to Hugh McKenzie, who was successful. Uh, then we had uh, Michael Checker, who was, you know, got us to as far as he could. Then we go and get Dave Rennie, like, we, we've got young coaches here who aren't allowed to go to the next level. Uh, Queensland Rugby have just um, hired Les Kiss. He's never mm. played rugby in his life. He's his coach, but he's a league player. Then he brings his league coaches along, and it's all about defence, and it's all about the pass behind the blockers and all this. That's rugby league. But if you mm. watch rugby league now, they're playing rugby union, so it's actually reversed. Okay? So we, we've got to try and get what we were good at. But if you haven't got the skill factor, it's very difficult to play a high-tempo game if you haven't got the skills to play that game. And I think Michael Checker found that in 2019. He wanted to play a, a very expansive, exciting game, but he realised the players he had didn't have the skills to play that game. David, when, when Eddie Jones was reappointed head coach, the, the narrative seemed to be it's a long-term appointment because you've got the Lions tour. And you got your host in the World Cup in 27. Obviously, you know, they, they've signed, um, uh, you know, the Joseph Suali, the rugby league guy, uh, obviously linked to a lot of rugby league players. So obviously it seems like there's a long-term plan. But I doubt that getting knocked out of the pool stage of the World Cup was part of the plan. So if if Wales do beat Australia, do you think Eddie, do you think he will hold on to his job? Or, or is, he, is he there for the long run, whatever happens? Well... There's a lot of controversy about it. I think he did an interview with Lawrence Delalio um, earlier in England, and in that in that interview, he says that um, that no, mate, he's only here until the World Cup, and then he's leaving because he said mm. he's learned before. You know, if he wins the World Cup, he's going. If he loses the World Cup, he, he said he doesn't like hanging around. So who knows? We we don't know. <laughs> we don't, we're like you guys. We don't know, you know. But unfortunately. Uh, it's not the, about him staying on guard, but if he does go, who's going to be the next coach? Mm. Not a lot of good coaches in the world at the moment. So you've got to really try and find, you know, um, coming in, changing the team again. You know, I, I'm, I, mate, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I've got no idea. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm, 
I've been cancelled by Rugby Australia, so I'm not allowed to do any coaching, nothing here. So I've got no idea about anything anymore. We had um, Sir Steve Hansen on a few weeks back, and he he said that one of the issues with Australian rugby was that you had too many Super Rugby teams that perhaps you needed to concentrate your talent a bit more. Is it, you know, do you agree with that? Is he is he right with that observation? Uh, well, I think if you look at New Zealand, I think they've got more rugby teams than us, haven't they? Yeah, so it's for them, but it's not okay for us. <laughs> no, the problem is, you know, we were best when we had two teams back in '91. Yeah. We had Queensland. Um, mm. We, he's probably right in a way, um, but I think the other problem is trying to find out what style of rugby do we want to play. Um, mm. And if we do, we've got to have the younger generation coming through playing that style. Um, I've coached since 2018 in Australia. Kids don't even know who the Wallabies are. You know, mm. I mean, him and I asked him after training, I said, what's your name? Uh, number 10, John, who's your favourite player? I haven't got one. Or they say a rugby league player. So that's that's our problem. It's actually starting to – there's a lot of grassroots playing, but there's not a lot of kids know, watching the game. Mm. And that's well, our problem. So if you haven't got people watching and want to be like someone playing, you haven't got the enthusiasm. And unfortunately, like Sawali, um, he went to a rugby school. You know, we've got this yeah. rugby, but we're losing all the players because in Australia, League and Aussie Rules dominates, you know, and at the moment we've got Aussie Rules, Grand Finals, Semi-Finals, Rugby League. See, there's nothing about rugby because rugby's on paid TV. Everything mm-hmm. in Australia is to air TV. We just had the, the Women's Soccer World Cup, Football World Cup. So unless you entertain people, they can watch something else here. But mm-hmm. they, oh, people on boards um, don't understand that. they there because they're on the board. They're probably all over at Rugby World Cup at the moment, but it's about getting bums on seats, you know? Yeah. And and I think that's the other thing we've got to try and do is try and get the kids to understand it's an international sport. You can go and play for your country anywhere in the world. But we you know, but we need we need the excitement. We need to play a style that we used to play where you people knew who the player we used to do ads. You know, want to be a wallaby back in the nineties. We did T V mm. ads. Everyone knew who we were. But now no one you can walk past in the street. It's, you know, it, it's very sad to see where we are. And, and it's, someone's got to be accountable for the last 20 years. But again, it all happens off the field, not on the field. Yeah. One one thing Fiji's victory did do, it's opened up this pool. Um, I think Wales would have probably wanted an Australia victory because if Australia had beaten Fiji, then, you know, I think it would have been a safe bet that the Wales would have been would have had almost um, almost two feet in the quarterfinals, to be honest. But yeah. Ben, what what's the um, how do you think Wales will be viewing this game this weekend? Um, how how do you how do you think the feeling in the camp is after after that Fiji win? I mean, we haven't heard from oh, sorry we haven't we haven't heard from from Warren Gatland uh, yet. Um, but I would imagine that they'll certainly treat it as look whatever happened in that game is out of their control. They'd have wanted to beat Australia regardless. There's probably a bit more pressure on on it now. You know, they, they can't really afford to lose this one. I think there's the permutations with bonus points and and maybe getting a, a five points against Georgia. But, you know, we lost to Georgia 12 months ago. Let's not, you know, we're not going to rely on that. Um, so I think I think they'll they'll come in with the attitude that, look, we, we always wanted to beat Australia because that would have given us the best possible quarterfinal and we want to win this group. Yeah, yeah look, but, let's go along in a World Cup. Um, you've got to get better and better. You can't play your best game first and then go backwards. 
You know, the attitude, I mean, every game. I mean, I can't believe that, you know, you're saying, oh, well, you know, this is what. Mate, you can't change history. You've got to get out there and play your best. Mm. You know, you can't talk about, oh, this and that. You know, we can talk about the, the Fiji-Wales game. The referee was a shocker. Sorry. You know, what I saw. But, but what can you do? It happens. So, um, you know, there's a lot of decisions there. You can go, well, hold it. That's not really right. But the game's finished. Mm. You know, we think that he kicked that goal last night to deny Australia the bonus point. That would have been a whole new ball game next week as well. Mm. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of ifs and buts. You can't look at what happens. You've just yeah. got to play. And if you play your best rugby, you win the games. That's that's life. You can't yeah. go, oh, it happens if this happens and, oh, whatever. Um, the players have got to turn out there and play for their country. They've got to give 100% every time. You know, because the fans, that's what they expect. Mm. You know, can't say, oh, look, Australia lost and, oh, they're going to come out and really give it to us. And so what? I mean, that, you've got to have to expect that. You know, they see, I mean, Australia's never left, never left the World Cup without getting to a quarters, you know? So yeah. that should be the inspiration for us. Say, guys, this is, you know, they're down. We know they're going to come back, but this is what we've got to do, you know? So there's a lot of ifs and buts, but, mate, it's a World Cup, you know? Well, you've well, got to, yeah. It's, that's why you're there. It's, it's just a sort of an inherently Welsh point of view really where we're we're looking at other results and we're, we're trying to work out what works best for us well you know the the be all and end all is if you win four games you're in a quarterfinal um you go you know, and it's a quarterfinals and quarterfinal yeah. you know if you're too far ahead you're going to be in trouble you go game by game and um you know the, the, i suppose the good thing about wales you've got three world-class goal kickers playing hmm. so you you know i mean obviously the, the the three points is vital and we've seen that in this World Cup, teams have gone for points instead of like normally they'll go for the line, try and get the try. They want to put uh, scoreboard pressure on, you know, and that's the typical Welsh thing as well. You look at Ireland, you look at those, a lot of those European teams. Uh, you look at England against Argentina, couldn't score a try, but they kicked <laughs> the goal and they still won. You know, Fiji last night, I've never seen Fiji kick so many goals in my life. Hmm. Uh, I skip. But that's, that's the way it goes. You've just how you've got to play the game. It's a different animal semi-finals or any any game in the World Cup. If you lose, you finish. So you've got to go out there and just – you can't leave anything on, on off the paddock. You've got to leave it on the paddock and say, we tried our best. If you come off and say, if this and if that, I mean, that's the worst excuse in the world. One Welsh player who perhaps uh, divides opinion, certainly on social media, is Dan Bigger. I don't know if yep. you saw his uh, yep. his out- outburst in the Fiji game. Um do you, do you think, and when you look at the Wallabies, especially second half against Fiji, did, looking in, in from the outside, there did seem to be a lack of leadership. Do you, do you, what, what's your general thoughts on Dan Big Gun? Do you, think, do you think that's the sort of player that maybe Australia missed, like a leader, somebody who, who can drive the team around the park, isn't afraid to tell somebody, you know, you've done this terribly, you need to be better next time? Well, I think he, if you look at that, you know, I actually said, I think I supported him because... You're there. You're not there to just throw the ball around and have a game of rugby. You're there to win. Mm. Just before halftime, you're 22, and guys want to pass the ball out. I mean, just say they dropped the ball and Fiji scored. Would have changed mm. the whole game. If Bigger yeah. was right, I just get the ball down there. You can see what he wanted to do, but the other players just didn't think. You know, you can run the ball whatever you like, but on that occasion, probably wasn't the right time to run the ball. So you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, you know. I mean, 
He was he's very he's a passionate guy, you know that. You know what mm. he's like. He wants to win. Yeah. Professionalism's about winning. It's not trying your best, it's about winning. We've got to realise that. You don't turn yeah. up and say, What game and after you lose and you smile and I mean I've never smiled in my life when he lost. And he showed that he was there to win. He didn't want to muck around. So you take it as it is. And mate, unfortunately, that's what you need. You need guys who can pull the guys in line and say, guys, just get out of here and just put it down there. Full time half time whistle went, get out of there and we can go at half time and we can start again. Yeah. Uh Ben, what what in, in terms of Wales, I mean the selection isn't until later on in the week, but are you expecting the same team that started against Fiji? Or will Gotland tinker a little bit? I think he'll largely go the same as that Fiji team. I don't think enough players put their hands up against Portugal. I think it wasn't, you know, we got the bonus point just when the clock had gone red, but I think it was a performance that lacked a bit of control. Um, really against that Portugal team, they, they, they should have just done the basics early on, built a, a sort of scoreboard buffer. And then, you know, Portugal wanted to run everything. But if you've got a 20-point lead, you know, in that first half, just from doing the basics, you know, they're quickly going to sort of uh, lose motivation. As, But yeah, I, I can't see there being too many um, changes in terms of players who might have forced their way in. Uh, Dewey Lake's a tough one. He is co-captain, obviously. But his line-out throws weren't brilliant I mean I, I don't know how much that is his fault I think Dav Jenkins as mentioned on the pod the other day was um, was uh, thrown for the first time but yeah I think Dewey Lake could come in um, Nicky Smith potentially on the bench I think I think the Australian scrum is there to be targeted now with Will Skelton and Tania Latupo probably being out um, I think Fiji did a good job of putting pressure on that tight head side and, and sort of pinning Angus Bell in a bit Gareth Anscombe didn't have a brilliant game, but it was his first game since April. I think potentially just for the experience he offers, you know, offers and, and and what he's done in the past, he could be a bench option. But otherwise, I, I don't foresee many changes. And, and David, look, looking at the Wallabies, I mean, obviously, as we've already spoken about Carter Gordon, from what I've seen, he's a talented player, but obviously, he's yeah, got the the experience of of Wallaby outside ours of yesteryear. Might Eddie go for Ben Donaldson as ten? Do you think? Do you think he'll He'll throw any selection um, uh, shocks out there. No, I, I think again, when you're not involved, it's you got no idea what's going to happen. There was an announcement today that he has chosen his number ten, and the guy said we don't know if Gordon is being dropped or not. So mm. but that, I mean, this is we're, we're so far away. I don't know why they try and keep things secrets because mm. you know you got to play it anyway. Um, but yeah, look. Again, uh, you, it's difficult going to a World Cup when you've had like Quay Cooper in there for a while. You had Foley in. Uh, you had James O'Connor. Like they're getting too old. The coach wanted new players. Uh, I believe uh, I haven't seen it, but there was an interview I think last night with uh, or today Eddie and in studio in Australia was uh, Michael Hooper. I think I think there was a bit of fireworks going left, right, and centre. Um, but again, it's um, Look, who knows what the coach thinks? As I said, I'm not involved anymore. You guys probably, I don't know how involved you are, um, but we, we just wait till the team gets announced. Uh, we can give our view what should happen, but no one listens to us anyway. So, yeah, it, look, who knows? But 
Donaldson is a, is a good number 10, again, but he hasn't had the combination of a 13. Mm. You know? And that, that's, 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 to me, that's been the, the problem for a lot of long years, a lot of years now that at that level, you need to have relationships, combinations uh, in the team. You know, you've got Tate McDermott's a bloody good number nine. Uh, then you had, like, even last night, uh, not two nights ago, you had uh, White just kick the ball, chip kick to the head for no reason at all, and it went dead. But I actually, no, no one else knew what was happening, you know. And then you had the bombs go up and bouncing around, and Fiji scored. I've got, uh, when I was playing, I was told never, ever let a ball bounce. So what's changed? But that's the experience, the uh, IQ of the of the, the, the modern record player. I don't know, but it's just simple, basic mistakes let down the Wallabies, and that's what it is. And changing week in, week out is not going to help, you know. But that's, that's the situation we're in, and it's been coming for a long time now. David, what 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 have you made of Welsh rugby over the last couple of years? Um, when when you played, I appreciate sure it was a long time ago, but Wales had a reputation of, you know, they were a pretty expansive team. They were an entertaining team. Obviously, Warren Gatlin's a winner. They they've won stuff. Can't can't disagree with that. But um, just in general, what what have you made of Welsh rugby and and our our national team over the over the last few years? Oh, well, we play you on the weekend. I'll let you know if you win or lose on Sunday. Yeah, fair enough. Good, good answer. <laughs> good answer. Look, I, I actually uh, met uh, Yane Evans and uh, Mr. Nigel Walker at last year before, and I said, "Look, I'm quite happy to come over and help if you can, because I can't get a job in Australia." Um, and you know, I just said, "Look, you know, you go around and teach the kids simple, basic skills." You know, the, the problem is that. Again, um, I believe you've got a problem there that, you know, you've got the academy and if these guys don't make the academy, they all go overseas. Mm. I don't know if that's a fact or not. So, but why would you have an academy and you let players go? I mean, it's, it's, and this is the problem with rugby, you know, it's professional now. And if you're not good enough, you, or you just say you're a late bloomer, what do you do? Hmm. What do you actually do now? And that, that's the problem, you know. I mean, Wales is not a big country. Uh, you've got a lot of teams. Uh, you've got, again, you know, you've got players who are coming through the ranks who are, might need some help. But is there, what sort of help is there? You know, who, who are the coaches? Are they ex-players? I, I said, I don't know. And that, that's our problem in Australia. We don't, we're not allowed to help ours. We can't pass on our knowledge, you know, after 15 years playing for your country. I know how to be a winger fullback and I know how to score drives, but no one's interested in learning. I don't mm. know what it's like in Wales as well. You know, it just seems to be because we're professional, we've got to go and get these professional players, we've got to get these leagues in because they're professional. I mean, it doesn't work. Rugby league players don't work in our game. And it's to me, it's very obvious now. Every team in the World Cup at halftime change their jerseys and you think it's the same teams. Mm. No one plays anything different, do they? So do, do you do you actually think that is one of the biggest issues with with rugby union, not just Wales or Australia, but union at the moment that there's such a big rugby league influence? You know, we we obviously praise defence coaches like Sean Edwards, obviously great coach. But do you, do you think that sort of influence has has sort of um, made it a less entertaining sport to watch? Perhaps um, what what what's your general thoughts on that? Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, we used to be a running rugby team, and we can't even do that because it's all about defence. And it's all about structure, you know, and unfortunately, um, even France a couple of years ago were playing the same structure. 
because mm. I think I don't know when the 2019 how many Kiwi coaches coach world teams. Um, you know, I mean, it was all the same. Uh, my son played last year in a try off the under 15 Reds, and not one coach coached him at all during the trainings. And all it was about pods. You got to get pods. You got to do this. You got to say this pod. That's not rugby. Everyone's mm. moved on, and we're still doing the same. And these kids, they just can't think about anything else. They're more worried about what position they've got to get involved in, you know. And it's, if you watch, if you watch the game, I mean, when was the last time you saw a switch, dummy switch, a loop, something that forget the opposition guessing? They're doing the moves. They all run sideways. They all doing the moves, but the opposition know what the moves are because it's all behind a player. Which in our day, you threw a ball behind the back of somebody. You got we got penalised for obstruction. Now you've got five players running for it. It's okay. Mm. You know, and if you look at the moves in the 22s, the reason why they kick a lot because there's no inventiveness. They can't invent a switch or they just run. If it's not on, grub it through. That's a rugby league thing. Yeah. So, something um, you said earlier um, really struck a chord as well. You said in, in Australia that in terms of wallabies, you know, you know, if you went back, I don't know, 20 years, everyone would probably know or most people know who George Gregan was, maybe Stephen Larkham, Joe Roth, etc. Um, do you think, not not yet outside of maybe New Zealand and South Africa and, and, and maybe Wales, do, do you think on a global basis the game hasn't grown as much as it should have grown, in your opinion? Yeah, as again, we, we have got rugby league Aussie rules here in the state and, and crickets. Yeah. Uh, a lot of sports, you know, and... Being not being on free to wear TV makes it very difficult, mm. and that's been our problem. And and winning, you know, people love winners. Australians are great when you win because everyone j- jumps on the bandwagon. Um, and it's very sad that you know, as an ex player, you know, we we came through here, we won everything, you know, won the Grand Stadium '84, Blues like Cup mm. '86, at Eden Park the last time we won there, and the World Cup '91, and a few Blues like Cups. But we play the style of rugby that everyone wanted to watch. Yeah. You know, you've got to entertain people. And I'm, I'm, I said that's why we were fortunate to play in that era. And um, it's, you know, with, with the soccer women's World Cup football recently, you know, Australia got behind it. But if you think about it, the, the last international event we had in Australia was 2018 Commonwealth Games. So it has been a lot of years before a major events happened. We've got the British Lions in 25 coming out. Got the World Cup 27, then we got the 29 World Cup, then we've got the 31 Olympics. So, so we've got a lot of things happening, or 32 Olympics. So we've got a lot of sport coming. And, um, you know, we're just going through a cycle now where we, I think we just lost our culture and our history because there this doesn't seem to be a lot around. Mm. Is it? You know, that's only me, but. You know, I've lived around the world, um, you know, and uh, since 2008 came back to Australia and no one even knows who we are. When I walked into Rugby Australia two years ago and I was working there, um, no one knew who I was. <laughs> I am getting so, so if you if you walked, say you walked down the street, because I, I always thought that you were sort of a superstar in Australia because I know you're a modest guy, but obviously most people, if you ask them who's the best Australian player ever, you you probably be on the top of most people's list. You'd be up there anyway. So you, could you literally walk down the street, walk through a shopping centre and nobody recognises you? Is, is, it, is it gone that bad? All the time. 
Yeah. When I was back, yeah, back in the day, you would have you'd have been had a lot of attention. Oh yeah, look, you know, back in the day, I mean, I remember I lived in Italy for six months and played in the state for six, did whatever. Um, but it's just uh, the, it's just that how where rugby is at the moment. Yeah. Even when I go and coach kids, they got no idea. It's just this old grey old man turns up and coach. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's realistic. You know, I've got my son playing. I've got my daughter, and I actually told him. I said, unfortunately, guys, you got a really bad surname. <laughs> um. And, but but by but my um, brand and all that's always been in Europe and Japan and uh, South Africa. Everyone knows who I'm there, so that's that's where my market is. It's never been Australia because you know um, if you do something bad in Australia, we've got the, the tall poppy syndrome that you cop it. And I didn't go and I didn't go to a private school. I'm from the wrong side of the fence. Yeah. So that, things and and I think Hanson, who plays for Ireland, I think he mentioned the reason he left Australia because he went to the wrong school. Very sad that you mentioned that, and he's an Australian, you know. Yeah, I was going to say if you if you came to Wales and you walked walked through Cardiff city centre, I guarantee you at least ten people would ask for selfies and and uh, and your autograph and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean that's part of that was part of that era, you know, because mm. that's what we wanted to do, and that's we have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, professionalism is a different animal. Professionalism is about money. Um, and I can't believe that you, you've got to incentivize these professionals by winning, you get more money. Mm. Uh, you know, the prestige of winning the World Cup is unbelievable. You know, we, in the Amber era, we got a kick in the backside. <laughs> you know? yeah. But that's, we, we played because we loved it. Do these guys love the game or because they're getting paid to play? <laughs> that's mm. the thing, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's my opinion, looking at what's happening. Um, so yeah, look, it is a very different part. And you talk, you know, a bit uh, bigger. That's that's what he did. He loves that. You can see the passion. You can see the Fijians, the South Africans. You know, the South Africans. You know, leaving South Africa, four and a half thousand people turned up to an airport. Knew everybody. You know, in Australia, we had Eddie Jones at the airport talking. But we need people to understand who the players are. Mm. We need to do that. You know, because the World Cup '91, there was hundreds and hundreds of emails to players. Everyone knew who the players were. You know, we need that. But the only way you're going to do that is by winning and playing a style of rugby that people want to watch and play. So looking ahead to this weekend's game then, um, who's going to win? Who's going to win? This is the important part, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How, how's it going to go, in uh, in your opinion? Yeah, look, I don't even know if the team is. Um, again, it's going to be very, very difficult uh, you can only play as well as your opposition lets you play. So if the Welsh defence is good, Australia's got to come up with something. Uh, there might be individual brilliance. Uh, who knows? Um, Eddie's been there before. Uh, the players are going to feel the pinch. and they will, If they try too hard, mistakes happen. Um, and again, I think it's going to be uh, the board scoreboard pressure. And as I said, you guys have got three world-class kickers. <laughs> uh, that's just Anskins on the bench. Um and, you know, every time you get down there, will the scrum dominate? Um, I've never seen a Wallaby scrum do what they did against Fiji that last scrum. So that's pressure. And, mm. um, you know, again, I don't know what the team is, so I can't tell you how they're going to go, but I just I hope we do well. I'm a Wallaby. Um, but, you know, it's, it's going to be a very, very tough game. And, again, it might come down to a referee's decision. You know, mm. I mean, you you got to count the referees in these days. Yeah. You know, 
they're always looking for something which is really bizarre. Um, but again, that's the laws of the game, unfortunately. Yeah. So Ben, how how do you? Um, I know we haven't seen the Wales team yet, but we assume it's the same as the Fiji the team that uh, the beat Fiji. How do you see it going? I think it's going to be tight. Uh, it's going to be very tight, Ray Nervy. I think, as David said, it's going to be scoreboard pressure. I think if Wales can do what they did against Fiji, be sort of clinical with strike moves early on, maybe get some seven points as well as some three points, they might just have enough. I think game management in the last 20 is a bit of an issue, but then I think it's an issue for Australia as well, as we as we saw when they were chasing sort of Fiji down the other day. So I think that, you know, I think it'll be nervy going into the last 20. And I don't think... Neither of these teams are, are, are brilliantly set up when it comes to sort of the last 20 minutes. You know, you think back two years ago when they played each other and it was literally, they were trying to hand each other the victory in Cardiff. Last year, Australia chased us down from, I think it was, was it 30-14 or something? Yeah. Heading into the final 20. You yeah, know, Dave Ray, you looked more shocked than uh, Pivak in the press conference afterwards. More shocked that his team actually won <laughs> that game. That's how bizarre it was. Yeah, yeah so... It, I think you're right. I think what's going to happen, and this is this is what's happened in the modern game, is that the subs have come on. You know, they're supposed to be impact players now. Mm. So if that impacts, and we saw that with the All Blacks grass game, when the, was, the All Blacks uh, subs come on normally, they're experienced and they make a difference. But I watched that game and you can see that they didn't make a difference. It was just a normal player. Mm. Uh, the Wallabies against Fiji, they came on and I was watching their faces and they didn't know what to do. Normally, someone comes on and they're so excited, mm. but foot guys or 10 minutes, whatever, you've got to do something. But they didn't have that spark. It's like it's just going through the motions. Geez, you know, I mean, if I came on and I was teaching, you know, come on, guys, we've got to do something, you know. But there was no um, enthusiasm from that. You know, you had the Fijian guys come on and you could see that they wanted to get involved. You know, it's yeah. sometimes going through the motions and, you can't do that. You know, you get an opportunity to play for your country. You've got to make the most of it. It could be the last time you play. Hmm. That's, why, that's how I would look at it. I'm not saying everyone does or they these players probably do, but you, as a sub, you've got to do it. You've got to make a difference. You've got to hmm. get your worth, you know, be out there. Yeah. In terms of the World Cup as a whole, David, um, who's going to win it? Who, who's really impressed you? Yeah, look, I, I, I think I, I sent something out a couple of weeks ago, you know, and I think it's very sad that you've got the four of the best teams in the world in one pool. <laughs> mm. yeah. you, you know, so you're not going to get the best two teams in the world playing the final, you know, really. Um, if you look at, uh, you've got France, New Zealand, South Africa and Ireland, you know, in one side of the pool. Then on the other one, you've got uh, teams that are, what, five, six, seven and eight, <laughs> mm. you know. Um, so, look, it, it's the well, South African island going to definitely go through. Who goes through one and two? I don't know. Um, obviously, the South Africans are very, very committed. Um, they've got some good players. They've had a few injuries. Ireland's the same. Um, I think France at home is going to be hard to beat if they get to the final. I think they're playing some unbelievable great rugby, and that, that's what you need uh, to keep the opposition guessing. Um, the All Blacks are going to be there, but again, that, I don't think they're playing. You know, I played it 29 times. And I've just seen they're not really that where they should be. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, on our side, you got Argentina, uh, you got England. So, you know, you still got some powerful teams there, but they're not really teams you should really worry about. I think Australia, 
Uh, if they turn up, beat Wales, depends, you know, how it's, how it's going to work out. Then we've still got a couple of other games. Uh, I think Fiji in 2019 lost to, I think it was Uruguay as well. Yeah. You know, so those, those and Uruguay played um, uh, played well against France, you know. Yeah, that's, that, that's why the menu, you pick your second team up, we just got to win this. And they're going, well, hold it, you know, we're here to turn up. You know, so there's a lot of things that can happen. That's why you just sort of go out and play your best rugby. You can't miss any of these. And um, so, yeah, look, you know, again, it's 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 not easy to tell. Fiji have still got to turn up, play in their games. They can't worry about anyone else except themselves. And Wales should do that, and so should Australia. You don't worry about how other games go. You just got to go out there and win and get a bonus point. Yeah, absolutely. Um you just made a good point there, actually. You know, Fiji, a couple of years, about four years ago, they pushed Australia close. Probably t- we're going to target Wales um, later on in the pool, but underestimated Uruguay and ended up with egg on their faces. Um, we are forgetting that Georgia are also in this pool. I know Ben mentioned them earlier. I'm not saying that, jo- I mean, Australia got the job done. I'm not saying that Georgia are going to beat Wales or Fiji, but who... Who gets out of this pool could depend on who gets the winning bonus point against Georgia. I know that sounds a bit disrespectful, but my point is they're they're not they're not a pushover. They they could cause problems to, for Fiji and Wales. Yeah, but that's why that that's what I mean. It's you worry about that when you come to them. Mm. You don't worry about it now, but the problem is you've got to go get one game at a time. You know, I mean. I look at, you know, uh, 91 where we played Argentina Saturday, Samoa Wednesday, Wales Saturday, Ireland, New Zealand, England. <laughs> there was no second-tier countries. You know what I mean? It was, but you had to turn up week in, week out. Um, but the thing is you've got, to, you've got to also understand when you're playing Georgia, they're very physical. You know how they play. Mm. You've got to try and get them guessing what you're trying to do. You can't sort of just turn up and think, oh, we'll just do what we normally do because they're going to they're gonna try and upset you. And we even saw Fiji, the amount of ball they dropped, you know, try to offload in tackles. Little simple things uh, are going to big things in big games. So, you know, there's still a long way to go. You know, Australia's still got to play Portugal. Um, you know, again, you, if you put your second team in and you think, oh, this is going to be easy. And, again, you know, referees sometimes penalise the second-tier countries more and the island teams more um, over World Cups. Again, it's... That's down the track. You've just got to worry about this week's game. Once that's finished, then you start to prioritise. Who's next? Okay, we've got to do this. Um, I mean, only South Africa has got four halfbacks they can put on the field at once. <laughs> mm. Put them on the wing, put them everywhere. And Fuff played number 10, bloody hell. Yeah. So, you know, but that's that's great. But when you come to the, the, the end of the tournament, you've, you've got to pick your best team and they've all got to have the combinations. That's when the series part really starts, you know. Yeah, and just just finally, then, David, from from an Australian perspective, have have Australia got the players to turn this around in this World Cup? In your opinion, um, I think the only concern I have is just the combinations and experience. Mm. Um, and I look, I'd really want them to do well, but I can't see. I'll get in a coach six months out from a World Cup's going to really, you know, and you, you've got to find leaders when the pressure's on. Um, you know, I mean, I, again, 2015 Rugby World Cup final, um, I saw a player from Australia came on 
and I saw his face and he was absolutely poor himself because this final of the World Cup. And unfortunately, mm. two massive errors, which they always scored. So that sort of thing is you've got to go on knowing what you, your job is, being confident, and that only happens with the guys around you, you know. Um, and that's, that's, that's team, that's culture, and that's team spirit, passion, and history. That's in combination. There's a lot of things going to a game. It's not me being on the wing, you know, waiting for the ball, waiting for the ball. Guys, give me, what are you going to give me the ball? And we don't win and saying, well, why don't you do something? I said, guys, well, I'm out there, but no one gave me the ball. You know, you've got to know who your players are. You know, we've got a lot of good individuals, but it's not going to cut the thing when the pressure's on as an individual. You need to understand as a team, and that's that's the most important thing when you when you get to that stage. And I, I just don't know swapping and changing week in, week out is going to really help. You know, yeah. take and come back. Um, you know, you had Nick White there. What's he going to play 50 minutes? You know, I, I will try and play the team as 80 minutes if you can. You know, if someone, you know, but bring someone on. You can't just bring a winger on if he hasn't got a combination with the number nine. You've got to have the combinations. Otherwise, he's not going to get the ball. You know, I mean, we saw the, uh, the Australian winger come on. He's got to go into a ruck to score a try. You know, or I bet he doesn't get the ball. He's got to go into rucks. Mm. Winger's supposed to score tries on the wing, but the ball's yeah. not getting there because we keep on kicking it away. So there's a lot of things there that, again, can you change him overnight? No. Yeah. So, Ben, obviously, um, one thing that Gatland teams do have is clarity in terms of how they play. Could that be the decisive factor this weekend and, and goal kicking, as, as David said? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think we've seen, I think we've seen Wales go into the first two games with a, a sort of slightly different game plan they'd normally have. I think they've tried to maybe run a bit more than they usually would. I think that will change this weekend. They're just going to try to wear Australia down. Um, probably with kicking to compete, you know, obviously Tua Silva's try came from miscommunication in the backfield, Carl Gordon getting mixed up. There was another example, I think Corbetti missed the high ball where they just, again, Fiji just managed to find grass. So I think Wales are going to lean into that. They're going to kick to compete. They're going to be just, it's it's going to be a typical Warren Ball performance, I think. Yeah. But I think you mentioned something interesting there. Why do number 10s also now defend like down the blind in the lineouts or back at fullback? <laughs> Everyone plays out of position. Why don't they play the players who are, um, who are specialists playing those positions? Why? What? This is this defense pattern now where it's total bizarre. Number 10 doesn't, doesn't play at number 10. He's back somewhere. And I think that's why that bomb where Carter Gordon was back and no one caught the ball, and the, the, the only guy that got the ball was the uh, the Fiji News forward. Mm. Fullback supposed to be a fullback. He's, he knows his position, but again, because we haven't got players set position play, that's how that's 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 what happens. You make mistakes. Mm. I think I think you should uh, put an application in to be the next Wallabies coach if uh, if Eddie goes. Would be run the ball from the dressing room. They wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> There we are then. Um, yeah, it's been great having you on, David. Thanks as, as always, Ben. And um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening.